Oh, where's our Slavos Club? Where's our Slavos Club? Pre-chat is banned. Commence podcast. Commence plot club plot. People can do this properly. Would say it every time. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. <laughs> That's terrible. That was perfect. Let's use that. There's a robot voice. Zero, zero, zero. Ah. Have you seen Flight of the Concords? No. No? Okay. And don't worry, this is getting into pre-chat tangent territory. Let's begin. Did it, did it, did it. We are Lost Levels Club. That sounded robotic as well. We are a podcast. Called Lost Levels Club. Where are you going with this thing? Oh, you're Ting. And you're Sir Michael. Hooray! We've started. That's we've started. where we're going. Begin. Yay! What have we been playing? Oh, right. Since we've been back. Yeah. I've been playing The Division. So I, have I. I think it's quite funny because last time you confessed to me live on the podcast, which is not really live at all, that you had actually hit level 13 Division. And I thought you were the same level as me, which is 20-something. And I was like, what? But I think now I've overtaken you because I just played The Division for eight hours yesterday with your <laughs> with your sister and brother-in-law and brother-in-law's brother? Is that the correct terminology? Yeah. Whatever. I played The Division for like eight hours yesterday. I played it long enough that my controller ran out of battery and then I had to then sit on the floor and have it connected by a charging cable. And I went from level 21 to level 30 and have like all high-end gear now as well. We were all high enough level to go into the incursion and attempt to cheese it. But by this point, it was 2am for me, so we didn't do terribly well. So have you leveled up level 30? No, no, no. I just have exactly hit level 30. But your gear is better than mine. Much yeah, my better. gear is way better than yours now. I've got a high-end SOCOM M1A1. Is it M1A1? Whatever, a high-end SOCOM uh, marksman rifle. So you've done all the story missions. I've done all the story missions. What can you say about the incursion? I can tell you that I mostly saw the back of a door because we kind of knew that we weren't really geared for the incursion, especially since I was only just... You need a minimum gear score of 140 to enter and my gear score was 142, so I only just got in. We knew we would not be able to do it properly. Cause Why though? Why is it that hard? Well, I think it's like a raid. You have to practice at it. You're not going to get it right first time unless you're massively overgeared for it, which we're not. So loads of mechanics involved. Yeah, there's loads of mechanics involved. And on release day, they found a load of cheeses for it, unfortunately. So people cheesed the hell out of it the first day. Then they, they hotfixed it. But then people found a load of other cheeses for it. So we were trying to do a cheese where three of you try and do the incursion the intended way. But one of you stands behind a door and the door is thin enough that you can res and heal from behind the door in complete safety. So I just stood behind this door, healing and resing them, and they tried to shoot everything. But it was just so much stuff, they weren't able to kill it fast enough. So I guess it actually is not a very effective cheese. And what was the incursion like? I couldn't really tell you because I was just stood behind this door the whole time. Okay. Sorry to disappoint. Did you do any Dark Zone stuff? No, I mean, we literally just leveled me up it wasn't worthless for them because one of the changes in the patch was that all named bosses always drop a high-end item now and this is how i got geared up so quickly so we played all of my story missions on hard and because they're on hard then it was leveled to the highest level in your party which was 30 which then meant that all of the bosses would always drop a high-end item for them at least and now you can trade items so they would just look at the item the boss dropped, and if it was no good for them, they'd just drop it, and I would pick it up. So this is how I ended up with all this high-end gear. So we just did that for all of the story missions left, 
and that got me to level 30, and in mostly high-end gear. This probably means nothing if you haven't played the Division, so this is requiring quite a lot of contextual information. It's fine. It's, this is, no, we're talking about Division. And also this week you've started playing Into well, the Gungeon, or yeah, you've so played I, some. I played some Into the Gungeon, yeah. I, I watched someone like a year ago play an early release version of Enter the Gungeon that they got from the dev, and it just looked really fun. It's got everything I like, basically. It's like a roguelite shooter full of puns and funny guns. It's just so cute. See the aesthetic? Like, all the enemies are giant anthropomorphic bullets. Yeah, it's just really funny. And, like, the plot is ridiculous, too. It's like, all these people are entering the gungeon to search for the gun that can kill the past. You know, they've all done things they regret in their past, and so they're trying to get the gun to kill the past and fix their mistakes. There's loads of really nice little touches that I didn't notice until I'd been playing it for a couple of hours before I noticed this. It knows when you started playing. And then when you die, a crosshair that's like a clock appears over you and it's the gun that can kill the past and it rewinds back to just before your run and shoots you. So that's why you didn't really die. This never happened because it's been erased from time. So there's, there's loads of really nice little touches like that in there. And the guns are really funny as well. Loads of nods to pop culture and stuff. Uh, like there's the wind-up gun, which is actually the gun from Futurama. Do you watch Futurama? Only up to season four. Uh, so there's there's an episode of Futurama where Leela pretends to be a guy and she's a soldier in the Earth Army and they've got these guns that play Pop Goes the Weasel. They have, they have to wind them up to shoot. So that gun's in there and, it, and when you reload it, it starts playing Pop Goes the Weasel. There's loads of funny little nods and references like that. It's just really fun. It's a roguelite. It's a roguelite, which means it's procedurally generated, but still kind of casual you can play it without needing a degree in NetHack or something and it's like spelunky well it's not like spelunky in that it's not a platformer but it's kind of like binding of isaac or nuclear throne so oh. it's kind of like a shooter it's like a top-down shooter yeah, it's probably closer to nuclear throne you can finish the run but you're just going to gear up is that the idea doing certain things like finishing certain levels killing certain bosses completing certain challenges will unlock more items or more guns that you can use in subsequent playthroughs. And there's kind of like a meta story because it's got a time travel mechanic with the gun that can kill the past. You are trying to get to the bottom of the gungeon to get the gun. And then you're also trying to assemble the bullet because the gun needs ammo. I think you can't actually do it all in one run. You have to do multiple runs to assemble the bullet to be able to get the true ending. I mean, obviously, I haven't even managed to do a single successful run. I've, I've only managed to get to like the second or third floor because. I haven't played it that much, and I'm also not especially good at this kind of game. So I've enjoyed it, but, you know. I guess the other game you've played is Majora's Mask. Yeah, obviously, I played Majora's Mask, yeah, to finish it off, which we covered in depth from our perspective a few minutes ago. <laughs> and I've also made a start at Dark Souls 3, which I've been streaming. And I also recorded and put up on YouTube, but unlisted, so. It's fine, but I can, I'm going to still take a look. Yeah, you can take a look and you can tell me, like, Mike, Mike, your streaming technique's terrible. What's up with your volume? You're so boring. Why you've got that vacant face? So, you know, it's your revenge. I'm not that person. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm level 30 with Division, but I mentioned that last week. I can't use that. And, as... and you've got nowhere since. Thanks. But I played Majora's Last Mask. I finished that. I played some Mitomo. Did you download Mitomo? I downloaded it, but I didn't actually ever sign in properly. Because I was confused about what kind of Nintendo account I was meant to have and stuff. And I just realised, I can't be asked with this. Yeah, I don't really know the point of Mitomo. I'm not sure if I'm going to persevere with it. 
Anything else? Oh, it is very interesting though when there is no filter on things. So, I mean, one of the first few questions they asked was, what do you do when you de-stress? And obviously you can see the answers made, submitted by other people and it's... <laughs> is it really filthy? It's really filthy. <laughs> and people have drawn things. This is hilarious. It's hilarious. Nintendo, Nintendo should just embrace this. They should be like, wow, people who play Super Mario Bros. have grown up. Whatever. <laughs> it's the same thing that happened with um, Super Mario 3D World when people drew pictures with the stamps. You could do the yeah. stamps, but you could still do very interesting things with them. I, I do wonder if Nintendo's going to just accept this. And it's like, you know what? Adults play these games too now. Or, you know, all our Actually, fans. maybe adults aren't the problem. Maybe it's, maybe it's the young adults that are the problem. Maybe it's the kids that are the problem. The adults are just like, oh, it's so childish. No one's looking at my erudite drawing of Yoshi contemplating everything wrong with the world. And they're just looking at this giant picture of, actually, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. You've bought me Twilight Princess HD and Dark Souls 3. Well, to be clear, I, I didn't buy it for you in the sense that, oh, I bought you a present. I bought it for you in the sense that you were too lazy to get off your ass and actually go to somewhere where they sell these physical games. And because you don't want the digital version. So, yes, I happen to be out and walking past the Wanchai Computer Center. So I popped in and bought you them. Thank and, you. And you have paid me back. Thank you. I did go to HK Records, but... Yeah, because it's next to where you work. <laughs> they were sold out of Dark Souls 3 on PS4. But they did have DOA 3. Volleyball. Oh, yeah. Did a live Extreme Volleyball 3. The one with the jiggle physics. Yeah, the one that they won't release in the West. Because of question, yeah, it's fine. The conversation ends there. The it's, conversation ends there. It's ended. It's it's quite a fun. It's you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wade into this with two guns blazing. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't really know. <laughs> what, what, what do I have to say? About, I don't really have much to say about this anyway. It's never a game that I'm gonna play. But equally, I don't think you need to say, "Oh, this game shouldn't exist." Whatever. Have you said too much already? Yeah, probably. No, I just don't care. I actually just don't care that much. Well, the people and the game, the people. Oh, I just don't. I, I've said this before. You can't touch this with a hundred foot pole. Yet you're doing it. Yeah, I know. I know. I think, I wonder if, you know, CGP Grey? Yeah. CGP Grey made a video called, This Video Will Make You Angry. He goes to great lengths to not mention what subject he's talking about as the actual inspiration for that video because the whole video is about how on the internet arguments get out of hand and positions get twisted and things that sound reasonable become completely unreasonable and the sides become more and more polarized and the reasons why this happens and he goes to great lengths to never mention the initial argument that he's talking about but i do wonder if this is the argument well the, the argument that cannot be named just yeah you're right i should i shouldn't say this i should cut this whole section out we i like that though the argument that cannot be named we should continue using that oh yeah i'm gonna i should link you the cgp gray video if you haven't watched it because it's quite interesting you can add it to the show notes yeah and i do know that he does play a lot of games i didn't know it was a lot i know he plays something when he has breaks well actually you're right actually he plays euro truck simulator in factorio so (laughs) oh and prison architect i think he's got a successful twitch channel He's got a successful Twitch channel. Can you believe that? Has he? Yeah. Playing what? Actually, I'm not sure if it's a Twitch channel, but he certainly uploads videos of him playing Factorio. Uh, he uploads videos of him playing fucking Euro Truck Simulator and people will watch it by the tens of thousands. He is like a minor internet celebrity, though. 
I, I, I might watch one just to see what he's like. I don't think he even says anything. It's just literally him silently playing the game. What? Yeah, I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> True. True. Next, we wanted to talk about... <laughs> I love the whiplash. It's like... Whoosh. Yeah, next we wanted to talk about... I wanted to call it PS3 beginnings or personal beginnings because it's not Sony's beginnings of the PS3, but ours. But you didn't start with the PS3. So maybe you want to talk about Xbox. Well, it depends where you really want to go with this. Do you want to talk about the PS3 or do you want to talk about what we did last console generation? Or why do you even think this is relevant? I think you should start. Because, okay, it originally started from, like, my personal gaming drought. Like, I called it a gaming drought. It wasn't, there was a lack of games. It's just I couldn't be asked with games during the Wii generation. And what pulled me back in? And why am I here now still playing games? So you have a list of games that you feel that you should play and a game list that you feel that you should play and finish which is based on Metacritic. I think we covered this in the first podcast episode, but I only ever make snarky comments alluding to it, and uh, we haven't really brought it up in detail since. But you made this list because you felt like you had a gaming drought, as in you never felt like playing anything. And I think that's quite interesting, because why do you feel like you do want to play computer games? Why are you playing them if you don't enjoy them? Or do you enjoy oh, them that's a, that's You've caught me up. So we'll do that. We can cover that instead if you wanted. Well, I think this is the root of the question, really, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. It's, it's not what I had in mind, but yeah. Nowadays, originally, it was, I, I, whoa, it, originally I genuinely enjoyed them. Now I just do them because I don't know what else to do with my time. <laughs> That's what you want me to say. No. I don't know. Do you, do you no, want more time to think about this? We can we can leave this for later. I feel we, that's, that's we can leave this later and go into the specifics of the PS3. Then, if you if you'd rather, no, no. it depends whether you'd be prepared because then we can sort of discuss and evolve our answers in the next twenty minutes. I don't think we want to go on a rambly mess, a rambly unformed opinion piece. I have thought about why I do what I do, so let me just run through it in like two minutes, and we can talk about it and extend over twenty. Well, I'm, well, I just want to be clear. Wait, have I misunderstood your question about the PS3 then? Because I thought that's what you were going for. But if this is not really what you were thinking about, no, it was just how it began. Like what made me start, rather than what made me stop, and why I have a back- backlog. That's it's just the PS3 bit. It's what made me start again. Just that little moment in time. Well, we can talk about just that today if you want. Oh, we can do the bigger one, actually. We can do the big one next time. Oh, but the... Seems so tasty, though, the, the bigger picture. Yeah, it's up to you. I don't know. It's only if you've got something to say about it. Have You You have something to say. No, not really. That's would why. You, would, you you. Be... would you have to say why you play games? Because I quite enjoy them. Okay. I think how I... Okay, well, we can just try this. We can try this and see how it goes. So I think what's happened is, before I used to... I really genuinely enjoyed games. And I wasn't actually that fussy. I could almost play anything. I would love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I'd play it far too much. But you were talking about like COD and FIFA and whatever. No, this is back in the PC days I'm talking about. Okay. It's like Theme Park, Transport Tycoon, Team Hospital, Dungeon Keep, all this stuff. You know, these point and click games. But then the Wii generation came in and it's all... From a phase of being able to play anything and enjoying everything that doesn't happen to we that doesn't translate well at all to we right there is definitely a, a, a sense of what's good and what's bad well i think the problem is with the Wii. they just didn't make normal games for the Wii. a lot of the games on the Wii are just not that fun they're all weird gateway games 
or all super accessible games that are very shallow. And then what happened when I started with the PS3 is it's all driven by multiplayer. So the first three games I bought were COD, FIFA and Little Big Planet, all multiplayer games really. And for a period it was just multiplayer stuff was driving what I played. Okay, so really that's how you got back into it. Yeah. If you want to talk about it from a high level, yeah. And the whole reason for like picking out these single player games was because I was not playing single player stuff really. And I felt like I was missing out on so that's why there was a conscious effort to at least pick some out to play. Okay, and that's where your list comes from. I feel so, yeah. And otherwise you can't discern what to play. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. There is no there is some thought to my madness. Well, I don't know, you have a lot of rules. And I think you mentioned it yourself just now that with Majora's Mask that some of your rules are hampering you like being a purist and playing the original and you've realised that's not a good rule. That's a really shit rule. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say to anyone, don't, there's no reason to... I know, but then you're, you're more in tune with sort of retro gaming than I am. It depends on the nature of it. You do need to treat everything as its own thing. Do you, you still feel there's a place for like retro consoles? No, that's, not, that's a tangent. That's okay. a tangent. That's a completely different question. Where are we going? Are we going on a rambly mess? Okay, so that's okay. So quick in a, in a short of nutshell. That's so how. that's your PS3 reasoning. Or well, the reasoning for the PS3. Yeah. But like, there was really one thing that really caught my eye was there's a GDC presentation of Little Big Planet in 2008. And that was a really powerful presentation for me because it was the cold concept of sharing what you built not that i not that i've ever created anything to be shared on the internet like level wise but as a concept where content was being crowdsourced and as a player you can just consume consume it like mad that was fucking genius really really great and have you seen that video i'm trying to remember if i have i think i probably have but it just didn't have the same impact on me like that to me, that was almost as cool as Super Mario sixty four, and seeing that for the first time. And I don't think I've seen anything since that has recaptured my imagination like Little Big Planet. I really don't remember what I would have been playing in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight is probably wow. That's the beginning of when I started playing WoW again. Yeah. So that probably is the reason why I wasn't so big on that. And actually, I wouldn't have paid too much attention to Little Big Planet if it's on the PS3 because I, as usual, on principle, did not buy a PS3. But you bought an Xbox. You mentioned, I guess, the reason you bought the PS3 then is Little Big Planet, or one of the primary reasons. Why did I buy an Xbox 360? I had a PS2, but for the, for the start of that generation, I bought an Xbox 360. Did you buy it within the first year? Yes. Within a year is probably the right kind of time scale. I couldn't tell you exactly when. So why did I buy an Xbox 360? I bought an Xbox 360 to play Dead Rising. Really? Yeah, really. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's really weird. I was on some kind of mega zombie kick. I I was just super into zombie stuff. I think think there must have been some Channel 4 film series where they're just showing all the classic zombie films again, like Night of the Living Dead and... Day of the Dead and all this stuff. Yeah, I was just on some massive zombie thing. So do you like horror films? Yes and no. Subgenres of horror. I guess I really enjoy post-apocalyptic zombie stuff. There's the zombies are coming and there's also the aftermath of how people live in a zombie 
in a zombie apocalypse. Although weirdly, I haven't been watching The Walking Dead, which you'd think I would really enjoy, but maybe my, my zombie uh, fascination has burned itself out. But yeah, I think I just, I must have seen some videos of Dead Rising and it just looked so fun. Because it, again, it's like a sandbox shopping mall. You can do anything you like. It got kind of meh reviews, but I, I really enjoyed it. Does it play out in real time or something weird? Like, or There's a time limit. Yeah, there's a time limit. You're a photojournalist. You get dropped off in the mall and your pickup is expected in three days, I think. Yeah, and there's lots of missions that happen in real time. It's really actually, it's really clunky. Like it's almost deliberately clunky for, for game mechanics reasons. Things happen at particular times of day and you have to respond to them there and then or they're gone. Your phone will ring. You've got like a walkie-talkie and it will bleep. And you've got to pick up and answer the walkie-talkie. And you might be in the middle of a fight. Zombies are chasing you or some like mad clown with chainsaws. I don't know. And your phone will ring. And if you don't take the phone call right then, you've missed that event. And there are times when you're like trying to ferry like five survivors and you're trying to fight off zombies that are trying to bite them and drag them back and your phone rings. And when you're picking up the phone, you can't do anything else. You're like, this is not a good time. This is not a good time to fear me. And you just have to deal with it. So what about the sequels? This is a bit, a bit of a tangent, but what about the sequels? Uh, Dead Rising 2, I also played. And I did not buy Dead Rising 3. Because? Because it was Xbox One and PC, but the PC port apparently is awful. So again, on principle, I refused to buy it. And I think also, like I said, my zombie fascination has kind of burned its way out. So, so what was going on before the Xbox 360? What did you have then? Yeah. Well, I weirdly also didn't play games for quite a big chunk because I had a PS2, but it was an American PS2 and I couldn't really buy games for it in the UK easily. And yeah, I was at university, so I just didn't get around to playing many games because I guess I was busy being at university. There wasn't that much of a gap, actually, if you think about it. Can I, can I say when you went to university? And... Yeah. <laughs> so there's only 18 months, really. Well, that's like four years. I didn't really. 2006, you got a. I got the PS2 just before I went to university. Yep. So that was 2000 something ish. So during uni, you just had that. Um, so during uni, I had this PS2 that I didn't actually really play very much. So your, your gap was from 2001, 2006. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I, I had a PC. So I did have a PC. And I did play. PC games, I guess, more. Because I had to have the PC for doing university work anyway. I did play some PC games. I mostly played... I'm trying to think what I did play. I played Morrowind. I played a whole chunk of Morrowind a lot. And I did think about, you know, I did think maybe, oh, gaming's run its course, so maybe, I'm, maybe I should grow up and stop playing so many computer games. For my final, like, project I needed, I, w- I bought a new PC. And I was going to buy it without a graphics card, actually, originally. I was going to just put a, a rubbish graphics card in. But in the end, I did buy a good graphics card. And then I ended up playing Oblivion. And, and then things picked up again, I, I guess. It's quite funny because although I didn't play many games at university, and I guess most of my friends at university didn't really play computer games at all, when I actually started working, I did meet people who played computer games, a lot of computer games. And that's the other reason I got the 360, I guess, because we all played Gears of War together. So you picked it back up straight after uni? Pretty much. Because I had, I had this lost phase where I went with the Wii and I didn't find myself again until 2009. 
So I had all I had the GameCube and the Wii, but I there was these games I didn't I had but I never finished and I I want to say I did play them, that's why they're on the list. Most of them are ninety fives and I did have them. So they're you know, I'm trying to add some more reasoning. It's not that totally mad. I feel almost like we need a spreadsheet to track this. No, I'm kidding. We should. I mean, this is probably really dull for everyone else, but so you actually had a sizable gap then where you had the GameCube, you had a Wii and you didn't have anything else. No. And the Wii was just not particularly fun. At the time you bought your Xbox 360, I bought a Wii. Mistake. You know what though? I think I bought a Wii as well. I had a, I, cause the Wii came out after the Xbox 360, didn't it? Yeah. This is why I'm so confused by your story. I think this is why I keep asking questions and really laboring this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna check. Yeah, the Wii is December two thousand six. I did not I did not get in two thousand six. This is what I'm saying. So I would have got the three sixty in mid two thousand six probably. And I I got a Wii at the end of two thousand six. Because I was like really getting back into it by the end of 2006 and so i did buy a wii and you didn't get the wii then for quite some time so you really did have a games drought i really did it's actually worse than i thought it was now there you go well it's probably good you know you got the rest of your lifetime instead and then where are we going with this well that's the insight that you didn't play games for a whole bunch of time and now you're getting back into it but, but then i wanted to hit and you had the same so it's normal it's a normal well, thing not really though because my i guess my gap of not playing so many games was not as long or well, i guess it was at university you know and that's the period between 2000 and whatever 2000 for me it's like 2000 2009 that's like fucking hell from 2000 to 2009 really i didn't play anything properly never sat down to play games it was all more like got half an hour just do something casually yeah it was more about that and what drew us back in and you chose dead rising i chose little big planet I don't know if neither is that, are that respectable, are they? Dead Rising is an amazing game. Yeah, I don't know, really. I don't know, really. I did enjoy Dead Rising. But yeah, whatever. And then why do I have a PS3 now? Because I obviously switched Allegiance. Now I'm PlayStation. If you want to be like that, yes, you did switch Allegiance. Well, I haven't bought an Xbox One. So... You don't be such a fanboy about it. Yeah, I, what did I do? Oh yeah, because I moved to Hong Kong. That was it, really. I moved to Hong Kong and Xboxes are region locked. Did you know this? No. Well, Xbox 360 can be region locked. So not all games are. A lot of games aren't, but some games are. And yeah, I was just like, oh, screw this. And so I bought a PS3. Again, I think I was trying to get back into games and be a bit more arty-farty. And I bought Heavy Rain and and stuff for the PS3. So that was my first PS3 game. Oh, and... Dead Space 2, which I guess is zombie zombie stuff again. And Infamous. Oh, and Infamous. Yeah, but Infamous... Uh, kind of meh. Okay. I didn't finish it. In fact, and, and I never played Dead Space 2. Still in its shrink wrap. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. I actually mostly bought it because I really wanted to play Dead Space 2. I remember... This was the start of me watching Let's Plays. Because I was in Hong Kong. I didn't have any of my stuff because I'd just moved here. All I had was, funnily enough, an iPad, a first generation iPad, and I was using it to watch YouTube. And this is the start of me watching Let's Plays on YouTube. This is the beginning of the end of my life. I was watching someone play a Dead Space 2 Let's Play, and it, it just looked so... Actually, he was just really amusing as well. 
Yeah, and I really want to play Dead Space 2. I had already played and finished Dead Space 1. But the fact you watched a complete Let's Play? No, I didn't watch a complete Let's Play. I only, I only watched a little bit and I thought, oh, I should stop watching this because I want to play it myself. And then I never played it because it was really busy at work. I was really busy at work and also I just moved to Hong Kong and I was out doing Hong Kong party fun stuff for a bit before I realised my life was... No, I'm, joking, I'm kidding. Before I go on a massive downer. You're always busy at work. I'm always busy at work. It's true. It's terrible. And when I wasn't busy at work, I somehow managed to make myself busy at work. This is, this is all the things that are wrong with my uh, life. You had a year off work, right? A year when basically nothing happened at work and I could have totally taken it easy and done other stuff. and I just made my life difficult. You made your life difficult that year as well? No, I think I just felt guilty for having all this free time. It's weird. I should probably see a therapist. So you stayed in the office long hours, even so? Yeah. I've got problems. Can we move on? Yeah, we can move on. I didn't say why I didn't buy PS3 on principle back in the day. Well, okay, tell me. Uh, <laughs> quickly. This could be interesting. I've said it before, actually. It was because they released it in Europe months later for £400 rather than $400. And it didn't have the backwards compatibility, so you were paying more for less. And I was just incensed and offended that they would do this, so I refused to buy one on principle. I thought the original ones did have backwards compat- compatibility. The very first ones had partial backwards compatibility but not for everything. Whereas the American Japanese version had complete backwards compatibility. That's annoying. Yeah, I know. So I refused to buy one in principle. Fair enough. There you go. Anyway, the end. Next topic. Meta game. Well, no, sorry. No, not met. You can't just say meta ting. You need to say the meta of what? Meta ting. All these people say what they think is wrong with ting. And then we take the average. <laughs> you took you a disturbingly long time to figure that out. Why? Why the? Of uh, what's wrong? Why what's wrong? Oh, and and what's right? <laughs> Subtext. I'm kidding. The thing I want to talk about is the meta of the book club. Because uh, things have changed since we've doing been doing this, right? Well, I just said this offhand, and you really latched onto it. You yeah. were totally psyched to talk about this. Yeah, I so, definitely am. So talk. Well, no, I want to talk. Start with you. Let's start with you this time. What? Okay. What, what do you want me to say? Okay, like, okay let's start with me, because otherwise my, my question's too open for you. I don't know what to ask you, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm not that directed with my questioning yet. I'm finishing stuff now. I'm playing more stuff. I'm actually quite stoked to try new genres, which surprised me. You know, there's always, you play the genre you're comfortable with because it's comforting, and you know what to expect, yet you want it to be Different enough to give you something new. But actually, you should really try new genres. It, it makes perfect sense, really. And now we're encouraged to talk about it. It makes it even more exciting, actually. Because part of something I've forgotten is when it comes to gaming, it's really hard to share your experiences with people. Because all you play is quite personal sometimes. You can't expect someone to be playing the same title at the same time, you know, and be as committed as you are to completing it. So you could play something you really enjoy and, oh gosh, this is something you've mentioned. And you can finish it, but the other, your friends may have started it and they've got a taste for it, but they've not followed through. And so you can't feel like you're in a place to talk about it with them. And also, because I'm now finishing stuff, I feel like I'm enjoying them more, believe it or not. Because sometimes you don't really appreciate the depth of a game until you've finished it. Because you just see what, almost you just... (laughs) What you see is what you hear. So when it comes to podcasts, previews, reviews, everything that's on the surface, 
you take that, you internalize it, and you project it onto your first two hours, three hours. And actually, that's the experience you get, not what you get after 20 hours. I think this is actually the funniest thing because it's, right. I, I joked about this before, but with Metacritic, it's like, oh, tell me what to think. Should I enjoy this game or should I shit on it? <laughs> and forming more of your own opinion. I, I, and I guess me forming my own opinion to be more critical because I guess now, now I'm playing it with the thoughts that I need to talk about it rather than I'm just playing it. Although on the other hand, I might be weirdly playing less stuff as a result because there's only so many hours in the day and I'm having to edit this podcast, which is incredibly time consuming and also have my day job, which is also incredibly time consuming. And I'm not even being busy for the sake of being busy. I'm just really busy now, sadly. I guess the crucial question is, are you enjoying it? I do quite enjoy talking about it. I do actually kind of wonder whether if we were just talking about it without recording it, <laughs> would, I get, would I actually get everything out of it and just not with the hours of editing the podcast? This is the question. Is anyone actually listening to this podcast? Is it actually going anywhere? I guess that's my kind of question because we haven't been doing it that long. I don't necessarily think we've been doing it long enough to tell whether it's worth doing. I mean, this is probably around the kind of time a lot of people would give up because we're about 10, 15 episodes in. So this is a natural time when people might go, yeah, we're not getting anywhere. But it's very difficult to get traction for a new thing, especially since there's like zero advertising. We've got like zero social networks because we're not really trendy millennials with millions of Twitter followers. I had a Twitter account. I never used it. So we are going from zero to something. And it is something. It's, it's not zero. It's not zero. It's, not, it's zero yeah. to not zero. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something yet, but it's not zero. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing. I guess being honest as well. I look at all these people who are professional YouTubers and Let's Players and podcasters. And I just think, oh, I wish I could do that. It seems like so much fun if I could do that as my day job. But you do get the death threats, though. Do you want those? I think people are just fucking death threats. Come on. Come on. They're like, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, yeah, that's nice. Uh, you know what? Also, I no, think... You're ready. You're ready for the prime, for prime time. No, I think also some people are more sensitive than others. I, I would be crying. Really? You have to front. This is why I am the sidekick. This, you know, you know, <laughs> this is why I am your sidekick. You, you know what? Okay. This is, this is probably like admitting terrible family secrets, but you know, having arguments with my siblings and having some of my siblings pull a knife on me and go, I'm going to cut you when you sleep. I think I'm probably just desensitized to things like this. Because, you know, people talk big. No one really does it. Or maybe sometimes they do do it. But let's just, <laughs> let's just ignore that. Let's just ignore that. Most of these people on the internet, you know, they're probably 13. They've got fuck all chance of getting to you anyway. Or maybe they're morbidly obese. Good luck. What? You can't say that. You cannot say that. If you keep it in, I'm just saying you cannot say that. You can't say that. You cannot. I don't endorse that. Lost Levels Club does not endorse that. Okay, fine. I'll cut it out. Leave it in. We've put the disclaimers in place. Sir, Sir Michael with hindsight does not endorse that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure why I said that. It just seemed like it seemed like a it seemed like a funny thing to say at the time. I think well, the real problem is that there's no air conditioning in this room right now because I don't want the sound of the air conditioner on the soundtrack, and now it's about 30 degrees, and I'm starting to go slightly mad. 
As you keep going, then it's going to get it's going to get funnier over the summer. It's going to get funnier over the summer as we suffer from heat stroke and start to say more and more incoherent things. No, I think what was more important is your attitude to gaming. Is is it become what do I want to say? Because obviously it's not a chore. But, but then, but then what, for instance, like Fallout Four, was that a chore? You know, I think maybe this is an interesting point because you said. Actually, you said to me, I'm not sure if you did say while we're recording, you would not have finished Majora's Mask if it had not been for the book club. I may return to it later, but yes, at that time I would have stopped. I would have had a break from it. And I would not have finished Fallout 4 if not for the book club. I probably would not have finished the main quest. I would have just dicked around and done a load of random stuff and been like, yep, good enough. Because I don't think the main quest is that important for that kind of game. But because it was a book club, I felt like I should. So, yeah, I guess it is forcing us to play games in a way that we wouldn't normally do. For me, personally, I think that makes it more rewarding. I'm glad I finished Majora's Mask, but maybe that's the completionist in me rather than the inner child in me who wants to enjoy stuff. And, but there is a satisfaction in completing stuff, obviously. I, well, that's what I feel. I think also some games makes more sense to complete. Majora's Mask is a game where you should finish it for the story, I guess, or, or for completion, whereas... Well, I don't know. You can make that argument either way. If for whatever reason, I've put that in one bucket and put that four in a different one. But you're playing less stuff. I thought I thought you were playing more stuff. No, because I've just got fewer hours. But still better than the... I thought you were just playing Destiny all the time. I thought that was your... Oh, that's true. I probably am playing a slightly wider variety of stuff. Yeah, you didn't need to play Destiny that much. Oh, no. That was terrible. I don't know what happened there. They somehow managed to make a very addictive... Okay, it's a Skinner box, is the psychological term, isn't it? Skinner box. I don't know what Skinner box is. It is a system where it's basically like a psychological trick where you're getting like random rewards. People enjoy random things more. It's like a tuning of it. If you make it pay out at a very high frequency, people will kind of get bored. If you pay it at a very low frequency, people think, oh, this is never going to happen, they'll get bored. If you do it just right, at a low but not critically low frequency for big payouts. It's like why gambling is addictive. It's the same thing. Have I told you about my addiction to gamification of things? I think you've mentioned it before. I'm really familiar with this. You can associate your task list to giving you granting some random XP and fucking amazing things. These apps, these task lists or task managers that give you XP. It works for me. I think, yeah, I've seen these where you you make a character and you level up by completing chores or something. Yeah, I can't exactly. remember what it's called. There's a few. Habit RPG. I use, uh, there's something called Rare Candy and Epic Win. But I don't know which, I think only a Habit RPG randomizes it for you. I had something to say, but we don't know what we're saying here. Yeah, I don't know. I think the thing is also, though, I would actually, I'd kind of like to talk about more stuff. But I feel like... Go on. Well, no, no, more more games. I'm still, despite the fact I'm saying I'm playing, am I playing fewer games or am I playing less of games to to be grammatically correct? Fewer games in terms of the number of games I'm playing or less of games in the sense that I have fewer hours to play games. But either way, I think there are games that I would talk about more if you played them as well or if anyone else played them as well, like Gungeon, for example, or Pony Island, Super Hot, all of these games where maybe i've played them and you haven't mm. and who is that who do i know who has played these games so i think there is a certain element of that 
But I, I think me convincing you to play yet more games, it's already a struggle for you to finish the book club game. Yes, we have all we could just change the format. There is time there. It's just that book club game always seems to be quite. We keep picking really massive ones. <laughs> maybe we should have picked. Maybe we should have picked Enter the Gungeon. But well, I picked Dark Souls three for the next one. So sorry. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh God! You did watch me play a little bit just this afternoon. It seems okay. I. I just don't know how steep it is. I just do not know how steep it is. I, the reason I said I kind of want to watch you play it is because I know what's going to happen when you first start playing it, and I'm, I think I'm just going to wet myself laughing. Really? Okay, fine. For you, Tuesday night. It's oh, on. Tuesday night. I'm Tuesday night. I'm busy. Don't be. Why? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I'm going to the retro games thing. I'm going. It's a real life escape room. Oh. What's the solution here? I was going to stream it on Twitch. Yeah. Can you save the Twitch stream? Yes. But otherwise, don't worry about it too much. You can just tell me about your first experience and I'll just imagine. You already know what's going to happen anyway. I've got a guess of what I think is going to happen. But obviously, I don't really know. It might be quite anticlimactic anyway. Could try and do it tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be good to get it started. Yeah, I think it'll be good to get it started. Force, and it'll force you to get it started. And it'll be good to have... <laughs> I like to think someone will help me, but clearly will just mock me. No, I'll help you. I'll help you while while giggling. And I'll be going, welcome to Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, if we, yeah, we should try and record that if you're, if, you're, if you're dicking on me in such a humorous fashion. I'll try and dial in. Dial in? It's so terrible. It's so corporate. Try and dial in. Join PlayStation Party Chat or something. Yeah, there must be, like, there must be a gap in the YouTube Let's Play market for unhelpful companions streaming you know when someone's just there just to wind you up I, you know what i think is really funny though there literally is oh. a market for or a market like a subgenre of first time dark souls playthroughs where people are like the fuck you can't <laughs> seriously this can't be right it's like no it's right welcome to dark souls and we're going no you could be extra abusive to me where people are like thinking what the fuck is going on in this video it, you know they're getting seriously concerned for my mental welfare but obviously We'll be fine. Or it might be too real. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. But it should be okay. I'm quite resilient to your abuse. It's all good-natured fun. Yeah. Until you start saying, you'll come to my bed at night with a knife and cut me. <laughs> and that'll be quite... <laughs> to, to be clear, I was the victim in the situation. <laughs> I was the victim. I did take all the knives in the flat and hide them under my mattress. And then that, I was... <laughs> what kind of... <laughs> you know how wrong that sounds. <laughs> and, then, and then I was thinking, is this safer because they can't get to the knives without coming in? Or is this more dangerous because now the knives are in easy reach? <laughs> this is the troubles of when you live with your siblings. Um, Did you have a door, a lock on your door? No. I had the same problem living with my sister. We didn't have locks. Oh, she had a lock on her door, actually. Just not me. <laughs> so I, had, I used to have a, like a cricket bat <laughs> just to the side. And a golf club behind the, you know, the top of the mattress, I could just come out. This, this, like this. Story, this, this is sounding more and more absurd. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens though, when you live with your siblings. You just can't trust them. <laughs> you can't trust them. No, it's all fun and games, really. Yeah, of course it is. Now it is. After all that, it was, and it's how, how you bond. Yeah, once, once you get past the sibling rivalry phase of, there can only be one! <laughs> 
Okay, and with that mega tangent, on that happy note, we are Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. This, this doesn't make sense. I mean, you've done this twice now. <laughs> Sorry. I just so, so, so people who are only listening, uh, which is everyone who's listening to this. I've got, I've got <laughs> two hands pointed I, I'm at I'm pointing me. at you with both fingers, yeah. I like what you're surrounded. You said we are Lost Lovers Club. We still are Lost Lovers Club. You're meant to say we were. or in every, Oh, so, oh, we are. I meant to say that. Yes, well, we were. in previous podcasts, you said we were. But in this one and the last one, I noticed you said we are. And I just didn't say anything last time. But we this time were. I'm pointing at you with two fingers. <laughs> yes, we were. We were Lost Lovers Club. And we still are Lost Lovers Club. You can get in touch with us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. And Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. And we're streaming Dark Souls 3 on Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, we're just saying it like that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.